by season's end, after debating for months between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and who should start and who should sit, I reached the really bold conclusion that I'm okay with both of them. Good morning to you. Good. Wednesday morning, I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. So the conclusion that both Najee and Jalen need each other to be their best selves was based partly on the fact that the two of them say it nonstop. They act it out nonstop, meaning on the field. And, you know, common sense, a lot of common sense. Once the Steelers got themselves NFL-level quarterbacking over the final four games, they were able to really attack on the ground. Why? Well, as the running backs themselves freely conceded, because they were able to make plays through the air, defenses had to back off. They didn't necessarily do it in the first quarter. They didn't necessarily do it in the first half, but they sure did coming out of the tunnel after halftime. And that's when this would really go on full display because that's when Najee's skill set specifically had its greatest impact in both the figurative and literal senses. He would just go at you. He would just wear you down. And in turn, he would just open up something for Jalen to hit in terms of a big run. Or, don't forget, Najee had a few of those of his own, and most of those would come in the second half. And then in turn, he would allow Mason Rudolph in the passing game to make something else happen. So it worked. And to repeat, it all worked together. Here's the question that I have entering 2024. And it's not whether or not Arthur Smith would want to use one or both. It's not whether or not Arthur Smith is going to want to go all run or all pass because his history strongly suggests he's not going to do that. But here are some numbers from 2023, and these are as basic as they get. Najee carried 255 times for 1,035 yards, his third 1,000-yard season in a row. Jalen carried 149 times for 784 yards. Also, in its own right, just an outstanding season, arguably a breakthrough season for him. Everyone in football knows who Jalen Warren is right now. He's not seen as Najee's backup or the undrafted dude who, you know, got a little lucky or whatever. He's he's the real deal. Najee averaged 3.9 yards per carry this season. That's okay. It's not great. Jalen averaged 5.3 yards per carry. That's really, really good. And if you weigh into this, that again, believe it or not, because Najee did break a bunch of 20-yard-plus runs, there were similar amounts of splash between them, then that tells you, plain and simple, that Jalen was the more effective runner within the context of his percentage of the carries. So tell me, please, why Smith wouldn't entertain the possibility 
of switching the two around? Is it because Mike Tomlin sees, and maybe fairly so, that Najee is the type who will have a bigger impact on the overall game and in terms of wearing down the opponent by getting more carries or even just more carries at a certain stage of the game? Is it because Tomlin loves Najee? Which isn't a shot at Tomlin, he just does. It's just a fact. Or is it because there isn't enough recognition of how physical Jalen is as a running back? He's not as big. He's not going to have the physical force that Najee does. That's not an option. Size is size. But as we saw on more than one occasion in the 2023 season, Jalen will steamroll you, man. He will knock you into the next county if he's in a mood. It might be a pound-for-pound boxing-type debate, but both of them are very physical. They're also both very durable. So you could theoretically get maybe a little bit of a bump in your yards per carry if you switched the roles and had Jalen get more of the carries, or if you don't want to go that far, maybe just create a little bit of a better balance between the two. I'm going to read you those carry figures again. Najee carried 255 times. Jalen carried 149 times. Doesn't take much math work to know that Najee carried 106 additional times. That's a lot of difference between two running backs who don't have a lot of difference between them. And I'm not sure that I understand it, and I'd like to at least see the Steelers with a new coordinator, with a specialty, with an emphasis on the running game, be allowed to operate with an open mind. When it comes to how these two share their workload, when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's show is sponsored by the Poker Room at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Join them this month for the daily hand hustle promotion where the first 20 hands will win up to $200. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament. That's March 7th through the 10th with a $25,000 guaranteed prize pool. Plus, join Live for an $8,000 cash drawing on March 24th at noon. Follow them on X at Live Poker WML. Again, that's at Live Poker WML. Live Casino Pittsburgh, located on Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Today's J1Q comes from Rob, and it might be my favorite of the young year to date. He asks, very simply, why does no one believe in Mark Robinson? I love this, and I want to take this question and maybe even if I do a, a decent and fair job of answering it, the response, and just kind of house it, store it away until the coming preseason when Robinson just wrecks everybody and everything. And we all wonder why he's not on the football field more often. To begin, Rob, 
Robinson has at least one believer, and you're listening to him right now. I feel as if this player, who I've gotten to know a little bit in his couple of years with the Steelers, has as much athletic potential as anyone on the roster. I feel as though he can rival Nick Herbig when it comes to potential, meaning among the younger guys. And to take that further, as effective as Herbig has been, particularly in the area of splash, Robinson's more athletic. Robinson's more explosive. Robinson's even more adept at closing on guys. Robinson is a complete, I say this respectfully, freak when it comes to closing on guys. I'm going to revisit a conversation that I shared with you back in January with Elandon Roberts. This was in Baltimore. Roberts was telling me in an almost emotional tone how much Robinson reminds Roberts of himself whenever he was younger. He had been seen by a lot of people throughout the NFL as being a little too raw, a little bit too on the edge, not enough in control. And as Roberts acknowledged for me, as a young linebacker at a position, meaning specifically on the inside, that's been changing a lot over the past seven, eight years, he found himself tasked with trying to manage how to cover people and how to move forward and how to move backward, while at the same time maintaining that drive, that that really sharp element to his game that you saw all season long. And he he did it. He found it. He might have, in some ways, found it more this past season than even in his younger years. Roberts was always a pretty good linebacker, but Roberts was challenged this year by the losses of Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander to fill in both of those other guys' roles. They had been split. I don't know if a lot of people realize this. They talked about it a lot. They'd been set up in a way that, all right, Holcomb is the guy who does this. Quan is the guy who does this. I'm the guy who does this. And out of the three, only Holcomb was being trusted by the defensive staff with doing a little bit of everything, but primarily with being out there for all three downs. Roberts had to become that. They were pulling inside linebackers in off the street. Miles Jack off the couch. And Robinson off the sideline. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have broken down, you know, frame by frame film of how Robinson did when he got out there. But I know that they, the Steelers, were very happy with it, especially in Baltimore. He is seen still as a project. That's the way Terrell Austin talks about him. That's the way Mike Tomlin talks about him. They don't mince words when it comes to that subject. They need their inside linebackers to be able to drop into coverage, or they know that they're handing the opponent a great big open spot. 
in the middle of their defense. They can't do that. They can't afford to do that, even if they wanted to just give Robinson some experience or some looks or some feel for the position. They can't do that. You can do it in the preseason. You can't do it in the regular season. So to try to answer your question, do they believe in him? He's still on the roster. He's still more than capable of using that closing ability to impact the special teams, the kick coverages. But is he also that guy who could make a significant stride if he really buried himself the way he tells me he does into the film, into his studies, into his coach's ears, into the veteran's ears? Could he still do that? Yes, because he has the hardest part to acquire already in his grasp, and that's the athleticism. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I look forward to all the Mark Robinson questions. Believe you me, from now until the opener. Let's do this again tomorrow. 